listening to The Terrific Teacherpreneur, a podcast for teachers looking to grow a successful online business. Your host, Alex, was able to transform her Teachers Pay Teachers store from a small side hustle into a profitable full-time business. She now helps other teachers do the same. Listen along for actionable tips and helpful wisdom about business and marketing as a teacherpreneur. Here's your host, Alex. Hello and welcome to the Terrific Teacherpreneur podcast. I have a slightly unusual format for this week's episode because it is an interview of sorts, but it's an interview with me. So instead of me asking the questions of a guest, I've got someone asking me questions, which is pretty cool. This is actually a repurposed Facebook Live. So this audio recording actually featured in a Facebook Live video in both my Facebook group, the Terrific Teacherpreneur and Chris's Facebook group, TPT Side Hustlers. And, you know, I thought, why not share this with people that also, you know, some people don't have access to Facebook, aren't in Facebook groups, and they might want to hear all this stuff. So I thought, why not share it on the podcast as well? So Chris asks me questions about email marketing, and I answer them the best that I can. And we get through quite a lot of really important questions. So I thought that if you are interested in starting email marketing, you would really enjoy this episode. So let's dive in. All right. Greetings, TPTers. Uh, I'm here with TPT expert Alexandra Baxter, and we're going to be talking about something that can dramatically increase your TPT revenue, and that is email marketing. But before we get into that, Alex, thank you for joining me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What did you used to teach and for how long? Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be joining you today. So yeah, my name is Alexandra, but everyone calls me Alex, and I am living here in Australia. So that's why you might be like, well, she got like a funny accent <laughs> originally from the UK, but I now live in Australia. And so I did all my teacher training and teaching here in Australia. And I taught third grade for a few years and first grade. And then I did a little bit of like substitute teaching after that. And now I actually do TPT full time. So I started my store in the end of 2015 selling my teaching materials, like kind of the same that everyone does, you know, where you like make a few resources for your classroom and you're like, oh, maybe you should just throw them up on TPT and see what happens. Like kind of the story that everyone has and it just kind of grew from there. Um, and yeah, it's been a really awesome few years of seeing my business grow and like taking the time to make resources, but also like I also do stuff like this and help sellers when I can as well. Nice. So you've been selling on TPT for a while. When did you go full time? Oh, I was probably more end of 2019. So it's the last couple of years I've been full-time. Before that, it was a lot more side hustle kind of mindset. And now it's a lot more business mindset. So I think most people have that story of like, they start off not taking it very seriously. And then they like, I'm taking it seriously now. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, something that's going to help people take their TPT business serious is email marketing. I know you're a big proponent of it. I am too. Why don't you tell us what is email marketing and why is it so important? Awesome. That's a great question. Because I think most people see it mentioned in like Facebook groups and like, I don't understand what is it. But really, you are just kind of like a lot of other businesses in the real world do sending email campaigns to get people to buy things from you, essentially. But email marketing is so good. And I have a bunch of reasons I think it's good. One, you own it. So like, you're never going to get hacked like you are on Instagram, like it's just a really secure thing. Two, there's no algorithm. You're not like competing with, you know, like on TPT, Facebook, Instagram, always worrying about people seeing your stuff. There's like, you don't have to worry about that. Three, it's got a really good return on investment. Like it's hands down one of the most profitable platforms you can do as like a TPT seller. I've heard different things, but like every dollar you spend, it's like 30 or 40 bucks return or something like that I hear. So it's like really crazy high compared to a lot of social media and stuff. 
So that's another thing. And then the final little things I think are good about it is it's like, it's good for introverts. Like if you don't want to be on TikTok or whatever, and it's like not so time consuming. I mean, I could sit down and like write an email in 20 minutes and then be done with that for the week. Whereas with Instagram or whatever, I've got to show up every day on stories. It's really kind of draining on me. And so it's nice if you're like a shy sort of person or you don't want to be glamorous on camera all the time or you don't want to show up all the time. Maybe you like batching and planning things in advance. It's like, it, it can be really good for that. And I'd say the final thing would be probably just that it's it's here to stay. Like, you know, a lot of these trendy platforms come and go, you know, whether you think like TikTok or Facebook groups or Instagram, like who knows how popular they'll be in a few years. But like everybody has an email account. Everyone has multiple email accounts and we check them every day, multiple times a day. So it's like one of the best ways, I think, to reach your audience. <laughs> That's my little spiel on why I think email is so good. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's such a good point. For my TPT story, I have a fairly large Facebook group and people are always asking about it. And I'm always like, I would trade the large Facebook group for a a larger email list any day of the week, because like you said, they could change the rules. Facebook could go down or who knows what could happen and, and you lose all of that. But your email list, it stays with you. Okay, so back to what I was asking you. If you're starting your TPT or email marketing journey, where should we begin? What do you recommend a TPT or do? I just think the main thing is just deciding what your platform is going to be, like what your email service provider is going to be. I'd say most sellers are either ConvertKit or Flowdesk. That's like what I mostly hear. So, you know, do a little bit of research. You can Google, ask in Facebook groups, get some recommendations, look at pricing, decide what's right for you. I personally love Flowdesk because it's like more of the affordable option. You know, you don't have to get punished as your list grows by you know paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. It's more kind of cheap. But they're both pretty great. And you just have to kind of start there. Once you pick that, you can sign up and learn how to use the platform and go from there. But that's like the first main step that the big hurdle you've got to get through is choose your provider. Okay. And then how does a TPT or get people onto their email list? What do you, what do you recommend they do for that? So it's basically about offering like a little incentive in order to get that email address from them. Because I'm pretty precious about my email address. It's like a personal piece of information. I'm not going to hand it over to anybody. But if you can tempt me with a great freebie, then I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe I will. I'll, you know, I'll join your list kind of thing. So you are essentially the next thing you'll be doing is creating some kind of free resource. It could be like a, you know, set of worksheets or a game or whatever. And, you know, you basically say, hey, do you want this for free? Join my email list and you can access this freebie along with lots of other tips and freebies and helpful things. So, yeah, it's kind of just like a little carrot that you dangle, basically. Yeah. And do you have to have a website to be able to use email marketing or can you use it as a TPT or who doesn't have their own website? Definitely don't have to have any kind of blog or website or anything like that. You can advertise your email list literally anywhere. So within your resources on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, TikTok, your podcast, your YouTube channel, like whatever you use for marketing, it doesn't have to be a blog or a website. I do think those are great places to market an email list if you have them. But if you're like, I don't like blogging, it's not for me, you don't have to have that, which is really good because these these email service providers will create these landing pages for you and all these links and things. And so you can get people to your email list without having to worry about a website. Definitely not. Nice. Okay. So I'm a TPT and I've subscribed to one of these email service providers like Flowdesk or ConvertKit that you spoke about or one of the others. Uh, and I've created my free resource and people are starting to sign up. They're getting the free resource. And as a result, I'm capturing their email. Now, what do I do? <laughs> Great question. This is the hard part, I think, because it's, it's like nice and easy to just like pick Flowdesk and create an account. 
But this is the bit for serving your email list is probably the hardest thing I think most sellers struggle with. You get that point where you're like, what on earth do I email these people every week? But it's really just, in my opinion, about providing value and, and building a relationship. So providing value, whether that's a freebie, a blog post or your latest YouTube video, whatever your long form content is. And tips and hacks and strategies, that kind of thing. You're like, hey, here's my latest tip for how to teach this. And and then, so that's like the value. And then also just building connections with people, you know, telling stories, telling personal anecdotes about you, getting to know them, building a relationship. So they kind of, they know who you are. And then when you do want to sell to them, they're like, oh yeah, okay. I, I trust Alex and who she is, that kind of thing. Instead of like, who's this random stranger that wants me to buy from them? So it's definitely a relationship building thing. And you're just kind of getting to know your audience and letting them, build that no like trust factor with you kind of thing. How often do you email or do you recommend we email our email list? I mean, it can be anywhere from as frequent to weekly or multiple times a week, all the way through to every other week, once a month. It's going to vary based on who you are as a seller. If you're a full-time seller or you have VAs, like, of course, that's different. If you're a full-time teacher or you're a really busy parent, like your time commitment is going to vary based on your own life. So you have to choose what's right for you. I wouldn't say you must email this many times a week or whatever. I personally email once a week. Most people do that because you can you can batch and schedule them in advance. But if you were emailing every other week, that would be fine too. It's just, It's about what's manageable for you. And it's about being somewhat consistent as long as you're not ghosting people for six months and then showing up, you know, as long as you're consistently showing up in their inbox, I think that's good. Yeah. You want to keep that relationship warm and you do that through connecting with them, contacting them. So you talked about uh, sharing personal stories, giving tips and resources. So how long or how many emails should you send before you start asking for a sale? And how do you ask for a sale? I think as long as you're not jumping straight in and you first maybe email asking for money kind of thing, I think it's fine. I would personally have a few emails going out before you started asking for something. Like I said, people don't really trust a stranger. So maybe you would send like a welcome sequence first or a few weeks of emails or a small handful of emails, but there's no wrong answer. Like you could send an email straight away and I'm sure it's fine. But like I said, if you not haven't built that relationship, it's very hard. And then when it comes to actually doing a salesy email and saying, hey, buy something from me, I mean, as long as you do the opposite of this, as long as you don't say, hi, here's the newest product in my shop. Here's a link like that. As long as you don't do that, you'll be fine. <laughs> People don't want to just be like advertised to in a really salesy sort of tacky way. You don't want to be like, I've released a new product. Please buy it. Nobody likes that. That feels kind of icky. So as long as you are using persuasive copy, I think I talk about this a lot on Instagram. I say like, you know, people don't come to TPT just for fun. They have a problem. They are struggling with something to engage their students. They don't know how to teach a concept. They want lesson plans done for them. You've got to figure out what their problem is and how your product is the magical solution. And so you talk about it that way. You say, hey, have you been struggling to teach XYZ? Well, this resource would actually be really helpful to you. This is how I've used it. And you, you know, make it kind of a natural way of hitting those pain points and talking about their struggles, not just being like, I've got any product, buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you're saying you can add some value and then say, hey, to increase the value of whatever I'm showing you, you know, I got this resource and it's going to save you time or whatever. Talk about why they should buy it from you, not just, oh, buy this from me, but like, well, why? They say that 90% of what, like, you know, what we, when we're buying behavior, like when we're buying stuff in the real world, online, whatever, it's always emotional. Like it's, you know, we don't really respond that well to facts and stuff, but we respond well to emotion, I think. So 
you say, oh, have, you ever, have you ever really struggled with this in your classroom? It's so annoying, right? And they're like, yes, yes, it's so annoying. And they want that resource from you. Instead of just being like, oh, my resource is cool because it has 30 pages. Like that doesn't really interest people. So it's all about the emotion and the connection, I think. Yeah, very cool. Now you mentioned the word email sequence. So explain real fast. What is an email sequence and how do you do it and why? Yeah. So instead of just those kind of weekly emails or ones that you randomly send out, sequences are ones that are automated. You know, you sat there and you've written a few emails and they automatically go out to people in, and it's more than one. It might be two or three or five or 10. And you've got a welcome sequence, which is the first little set of emails people receive just so people can get to know you. So when they join your list, they're not just jumping straight into your latest thing you're talking about this week. They get a few emails where you introduce yourself and your business and all that kind of stuff. But sequences in general don't have to be that welcoming. They can just be sales sequences. You might do a few emails all about one product or some kind of other nurture sequence. But yeah, it's basically a bunch of automated emails all connected to each other to try and achieve a certain goal, I guess. So we asked uh, our Facebook groups and our email lists for some questions for this conversation. And one that I saw a lot of was tips on subject lines. And I think the reason people are wanting to know that is because they're really trying to increase their open rate and they feel that the subject line will do that. So is that the best way to increase your open rate? And what do we do with subject lines? Like how do we make those good? Yeah, subject lines can be a big factor, but it's not just your subject line though. It kind of ties in as well with your relationship because people look at the subject line, but they also look at who sent it. Like that's the first thing they look at. And if they don't like you and don't trust you or think your emails are boring or don't know who you are, they, it doesn't matter what your subject line is, they'll never open it. So you have to build that relationship at the same time. But yes, a big, huge part of open rates is the subject line. Like I talked about earlier when I said, don't just say new product in my shop. If your subject line is something like TPT's having a sale, new resource in my store, you'll love this product. Like those kind of things, people just be like, Ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not going to be enticing. So as long as you're not doing something like that, as long as you're doing something that's almost clickbaity, you want to write something, not deceiving just something that's like intriguing and compelling and they're like what why would kind of read more about what she has to say I do this a lot with my TPT seller one I would would put like a little part of a story that I'm telling and they'll be like wait what happened and they kind of want to open the email to find out so you have to kind of channel your inner BuzzFeed article like on news reporter you know and have that kind of clickbaity style of convincing people that something interesting is happening in your email and they need to click on it to find out what she's talking about. Um, So yeah, be as interesting as you can, I guess. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Yeah, I am a sucker for when Facebook shows you those ads and they're like, get this for free. I like always subscribe, but then I never open. I'm I must be everybody's worst nightmare. But what what it is nice is I get to see all these subject lines from all these people who are doing this. And you know, you see the ones that entice you and you you try and mimic that. But let me ask you this: the the most opened email is usually the very first one. 
So you talked about an email opt-in being a free resource. So when the person clicks on that and they get the free resource, do you just give them that or do you have an email that has lots of information in there? What do you do with that first email? I think it's up to you. I think you can keep it really simple. I, I often just say like, here is the freebie. And that's like the only thing they've got to worry about is downloading it. But I've heard other people recommend that you could really talk about the freebie and, and like elaborate on it. But you don't really want to overwhelm them in that first email with your entire life story and and loads of links to your resources. Like keep it simple. Give them the thing that they, you promised them. Kind of just get them on your list and ready. And then in the coming days, you start you know reaching out to them and asking more of them. So I like to keep that first one really simple. These are busy teachers most of the time, and they just seen this freebie. They really want it and they want it now and they want to like download it and use it. And then you've got all the weeks and months coming after that to get a sale from them. So you don't need to like do too much in that first email just give them what you promised I think is a good start you could add a little intro if you wanted but you don't need to tell your whole life story or anything like that yeah I think you had a really good point when you said the thing that actually drives the open rate the best is who it's from and so if they know that you are the one who's providing them a lot of value they're going to want to open that your emails regardless of the subject line uh, I might I might be guilty because my first email says I know you thought I was giving you this free thing, but I'm actually giving you three free things. And so I, I kind of overload them. And I don't know, I think, I think uh, they come to expect a lot of free stuff from me. And so I don't do so great with the sales. You've got to be careful not to attract freebie seekers and things like that. So I, I try to limit, you know, I might send a freebie each month, but I'm not sending them every week or whatever, because I think people like get trained almost like, oh, I don't need to buy from you because you'll always just give me free stuff. So <laughs> try to move away from that if you can. Yeah, you do. There's, there's ways of providing free stuff without being an actual resource, just like tips and hacks and things are good as well. Yeah, so true. Okay, so talk to me about segmenting your email list. What is segmenting and why should you do it? And how do you do it? It's really just the idea of organizing your list, like being super organized. Instead of just having a big giant group of mixed random people in one place, you've got these little kind of segments and like you sort of tag these people as they come onto your list. Is this one a third grade teacher? This one's your fourth grade teacher, that kind of thing. And you can sort of organize them. And then if say you had a resource that was really only suitable for third grade, you could send it just to your third grade teachers on your list instead of annoying all the fourth grade teachers. So it kind of allows you to email smaller groups of people and yeah just essentially organize who you have and you can look back and it be like oh wow it seems like most of my list is third grade teachers and that will help you decide what sort of stuff to market and yeah just really an organizing thing basically and most platforms just easily allow you to tag subscribers when they sign up or you can manually do it um varies from platform to platform yeah nice yeah, I have. That's another of my faults. I did not start segmenting right away, and if I could go back in time and start, I would because I think I'd be much more successful. <laughs> okay, so you have an email course that's coming out. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's just that I remember feeling really overwhelmed when I first started my list. You know, because it's all this like mumbo jumbo and jargon, all these words you don't understand. There's like you're just constantly googling, like what's a lead magnet. What is an opt-in? What's the difference between a lead magnet and an opt-in? And you get really overwhelmed and you spend countless hours Googling and watching YouTube videos and reading articles. And I hate that feeling of having questions that are going unanswered, not knowing what I'm doing, having to spend hours figuring it out. 
And so courses are kind of cool because you just get to have it all in one place. So I basically thought I'm going to throw everything I ever wanted to know about email marketing, everything I've learned, everything I know, all in one place. So you save yourself time having to do all that Googling <laughs> and you can just go through and work through the modules. And it's like how to set up your email list, like the first one. Then it's like how to create your lead magnet, then how to grow your list, how to write an email, how to make money from your list. And actually, it goes through all those sections and you can just have all those questions answered. And it's like perfect for people that want to start emailing in like 2023. They're like, I know I need to start an email list. I have no idea where to begin. Step-by-step walk you through everything. And then even if you already have a list, a couple hundred people or whatever, but you just want to grow it, or you like most sellers, you have a list. You might even have a few thousand people be like, I'm not making any money. Pretty much for anyone, because it will just, it goes through all that stuff you need to know about email. And it's specifically for TPT as well. So there's a lot of courses that are just email marketing, but they don't really mention anything in particular about TPT. And this is it's nice to have all these like, you know, tutorials about the URL builder or mentioning of, you know, how to write a subject line, you know, because I'm talking about like third grade teachers or examples are like teaching related. So it's really specific for TPT specifically. I think, yeah, I just putting together everything that I wish I had wanted to know from day one, um, all in one place. It's just if you like courses, then you would love because it's all there for you. Yeah, that's so valuable. And it's really needed because I can tell you, you've heard just a few of the mistakes I've made. I made them all when, because, you know, you're just, you're getting information from people who aren't TPTers and you're trying to piece it all together. And so someone who could just guide you through the process and take you on a direct path, it's going to really help increase your sales. It's valuable. It's needed. So thank you for doing that. If people want to learn more about you or follow you, where should they go? Well, I'd say the terrific teacherpreneur is like the term that is I use everywhere. It's in my podcast and my Facebook group. Like, so you can check out those. I also have an Instagram account too, at Terrific Selling Tactics. I share tips there as well. So whatever is your preferred platform, you can follow me or join the group or listen to the podcast, whatever suits you. But yeah, I offer loads of like free tips in all those places. So, you know, you can kind of get to know me and see if you like what I have to offer. And yeah, that's kind of like where I show up most days. But um, yeah, I'm so glad you brought me on here. Like it's been really nice to chat about email. I do enjoy talking about it. It's been really fun. Oh yeah. I love it. Before you go, tell us the name of your email course and where we can sign up for it. Which is called Terrific Email because everything in my business seems to be called Terrific. Terrific pinning, Terrific Email, Terrific Teacherpreneur, Terrific Email. Um, I'll you know obviously give you a link so people can check it out. But uh, like I host all mine on this platform called Thinkific. So like all of my courses are always under like Alexandra Baxter you know, thinkific.com, whatever. But I will put the link for that so people can just easily get to it. But yeah, terrific email is what it's called. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been great. I learned a lot and I hope everyone else did too. Yeah, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode, especially if you are thinking about starting email marketing or you just really wanted to kind of work on your email list this year. I hope that I answered those questions and gave you some really helpful tips definitely was fun to chat with Chris about email. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I will put a link in the show notes, both to the Terrific Teacherpreneur Facebook group, my Facebook group, and Chris's Facebook group, this TPT Side Hustlers Facebook group. So if you wanted to check out those, you can. Facebook groups are really great places to learn things and to catch things like Facebook Lives, like the stuff that we had shared on the podcast today. But I will also put a link in the show notes to my email marketing course because that was mentioned in the live. Terrific email. I'll throw a link in there so you can check out the email marketing course as well. I hope that you have a terrific day. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Terrific Teacherpreneur. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Come back for more actionable tips and helpful wisdom in the next episode with your host, Alex. Until then.